Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Triple Option. And this is, boys, it's the first game week Triple Option of the year. And I can feel the energy coursing through my body right now. Adam and Kevin, how are you guys doing? Are you feeling the heat, brothers? <laughs> Listen, I don't need to know what's coursing through your body, first off. But, uh, <laughs> I enough. can tell you I am full of piss and vinegar right now, ready for this freaking football game. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Urine? Uh, uh, vinegar? What else is in your bloodstream? <laughs> Mostly blood, but uh, I'm ready. <laughs> well, that's good. That's about as excited as we're going to get. That's an amped up Kevin, <laughs> boys. Before we get to it, just subscribe to the X's and O's YouTube page. We're the only YouTube page, to my knowledge, which is all I care about, that breaks down the actual Florida State football film. There's no conjecture. There's no talking about things. You actually get to see what happened on the field. Subscribe to the X's and O's YouTube page. So you can see that. Along with the other, we're starting to branch out into some other different content, you know, flowers. Just We're going to have a lot of good stuff for you this season, and you need to see it all. Go to the Patreon help kevin look at those books in the background they're fake he can't actually afford books he's poor <laughs> go to the patreon and give him money look at those sheets that's oh, like a man. that's like a seven thread count sheet kevin is sleeping <laughs> on paper towels help him out make his life better um i'm ready i'm ready to go so i want to what, what we're gonna do what we're gonna do on this episode ladies and gentlemen this is what we like to call Florida State's war path to victory. Because what we're going to analyze is the things that Florida State needs to do against Notre Dame to secure the W. Now, if you want to know more about what's happened on the Notre Dame side of the ball, our fearless compatriot Kevin did an awesome solo preview of the Notre Dame team. Check it out on the X's and Knowles YouTube page. If you weren't a scumbag and you haven't subscribed yet, you would have already seen it. And it was good. And we're talking about prototypical Notre Dame, which is a they're an interesting team actually to look at because as college football has evolved and everybody's spread out on offense, Notre Dame has almost kind of done the opposite. A lot of big personnel, a lot of condensed sets, a lot of bunch formation, heavy emphasis on running the ball. Um, obviously great offensive line tight end back play and then on defense Kevin really went into in depth on new defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman from Cincinnati likes to play a lot of cover three likes to play a lot of man presses with the corners and then also does some very interesting things with how his defensive line and his linebackers interplay so if you want to get some more non-dumb explanation of that check out the solar Notre Dame preview here we're going to talk about the Knowles boys and we're going to have Notre Dame. We're going to have two things going on in the background. We're going to have Notre Dame spring game, which we think is going to be valuable because it's going to let us see maybe how Notre Dame will do some of the things differently than they did against Florida State last year based on their current personnel, which has gone through some marked changes. And then we're also going to play the game from last year because, to be frank, if I was Notre Dame and I had the success doing some things against Florida State that they had last year, I would do it again. Um <laughs> Adam, what's your first like big key to the game that Florida State needs to do to come out with a victory? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing you got to do if you're Florida State is you've got to you've got to find a way to force Jack Cohn to be the guy that is going to win the game for Notre Dame, right? I mean, he's got to be the court. He's got to be the guy that goes out there and beats you. It can't be the Williams kid. It can't be uh, Tyree. It can't be uh, Baby Gronk, Michael Mayer. Uh, who you see working in the middle of the field a lot. 
Um, uh, Jack, you know, you got to make Jack Cohn win on throws like this down the field. I mean, that ball's fluttering around. It's a great catch. Nice, nice, nice catch. Uh, high point in the ball there. It was a good placement. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. But, but that's more of a Jack Cohn throw right there. These are more of the tro- yeah. the prototypical. And Jack Cohn is the Wisconsin quarterback transfer. Kevin plays very much like you would expect a Wisconsin quarterback to play. <laughs> Not very fleet of foot, as you can see from there. He yeah. reminds me a lot of Kellen Moore. Uh, he's got a lot of Kellen Moore in him. Ooh, now you're, now you're good. <laughs> that's sacrilege. No, but in all uh, serious, Kevin. I mean – I mean, they averaged what seven thousand uh, yards per carry last year. Um, you know, on counter tray. So, mm-hmm. at, at some point, counter tray can't beat you. Um, run, can, uh, uh, you know, outside zone can't beat you. Th- those plays just can't be what ends up ultimately winning the football game for Notre Dame. It's got to be Cone uh, trying to get the ball down the field to some receivers who are getting some hype in the preseason uh, from Notre Dame side and some other folks. Um, you know they were out for a lot of last year uh we, you know i think there's a lot of folks that are going to probably tell you they they're going to play a lot of uh, 12 personnel yeah you, you know, see a lot gonna... more spread personnel here i was i was just kind of pointing out the the one time that they've loaded up the field with with kind of the extended line of scrimmage but yeah, they, they think... are majority out of spread formations yeah now, and it's a spring to... game so, Talk 12 and 11 again, Adam and Kevin, right, so for some 12, of our people that are new to the videos. 12 is going to be uh, one back in the backfield with two tight ends, and 11 is going to be one back and one tight end. Um, so last year, last year's game, they ran a lot of uh, Tommy Tremble, who was a wide receiver, tight end, kind of hybrid player who could play in the box and play out wide. And then they played uh, Michael Mayer, uh, number 87, Baby Gronk. Uh, so they ran a lot of 12 personnel last year. And, you know, 12 personnel is going to – force Florida State into some of its heavier packages uh, with three linebackers on the field, which maybe Notre Dame sees that as a victory. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, I, I think they're going to want to probably base out of more 11 with Kevin Austin and some of these wide receivers who they're very high on. Um, yeah, I mean, I they, I think it's prove it on some of these wide receivers. I, I know there are some folks that are uh, think that they've got a chance to do some things this year. We're, we're going to see. I I don't know if it's as much about what the wide receivers can and can't do as much as it is about what Jack Cohn can and can't do. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you're seeing number 17 as he's pushing the ball down the field. It's it, it loses something uh, as it goes past 15, 17 yards. So that's where you're going to want him to have to beat you. And, you know, I think you challenge these guys and, and say, hey, you're not going to run the football. You know, we know they're going to fi- have success running the football, but you, you're going to have to beat me with that guy's with that guy's arm. Right. You can see now, this throw to the sideline just doesn't quite have it. Now, yeah. Kevin, we're seeing a lot of spread oh, that's formations. Not a lot of a lot of shotgun. Yeah, this was this was the other quarterback that Such they had in there. Pine. But but what they're what they're running now, how much of this do you think they're actually gonna implement during the season? And how much of this is just kind of razzle dazzle for the spring game audience? If I were to guess, uh they're probably just trying to break in Jack uh Jack Cohn. I think you're gonna see a lot more of kind of this set here uh the, i think they're still going to want to do the two tight end looks it's what they're comfortable with i don't foresee them overhauling the entire offense just for jack cone right if they do uh i i think that's a mistake um one thing that i think is interesting is i've seen a lot more zone out of this defense than than i did typically out of freeman's defenses last year i mean i say that and then they do main coverage but uh, it's okay. That's just the video God smiting you, right? As you say something. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, see, I think this is kind of what they're going to want to do. They they might throw the ball more often than they did last year because they, they trust Cone, but you're going to see them in these sets. They're going to want to, if they're throwing the ball, they're going to want to have these isolated man-on-man routes where the bigger wide receivers they tip, tend to pick up can kind of have this. I, I think I, I just can't foresee them going too far away from manufacturing easy completions for the quarterback and living through the running game, whether that's through 11 personnel or, you know, 12 personnel or, or whatever. But you, Kev, I mean, you would agree that if Florida State can, Florida State's going to match up better with 11 personnel than 12 personnel, right? I mean, getting a getting a fifth defensive back on the field as opposed to, uh, or let me put it this way, putting Jamie Robinson on the field or Kevin Knowles on the field as opposed that's a nice to play. playing. Yeah. I see. I see the optimism that they have behind Jack Cone, but honestly, for me, if they're if they're running eleven personnel, I think that um, game one eleven personnel, an entire new offense, I think that bodes well for Florida State. I still wouldn't call it a Florida State victory. I'm just saying that. No, yeah, but I, I, I me personally, I feel a lot more comfortable with Robinson, Knowles, those likes on the field. As opposed to getting Amari Gaynor, DJ DJ Lundy, Kalen Deloach, Stephen Dix, getting another one of them on the field. If I, if I was Brian Kelly, I force Florida State to play as many of their linebackers as possible, and I do that through size mismatches. Like I want Florida State to play a lot more four three than they play nickel this game. That's that would be my that mm-hmm. would be my uh, that'd be my strategy. Now, Adam, your key to the game was force Jack Cohn to beat you. Who do you think is going to be the most in play like most important player? that's going to have the impact? Is it a defensive back? Is it a defensive lineman? What is going to make Notre Dame one-dimensional? Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be the D-line, right? I mean, it's got to be a rotation inside of Lovett, of uh, Cooper, and of um, Dennis Briggs. I mean, those three are going to have to have a big big day, big, or big night, I should say. Uh, and then, you know, your ends. Keir Thomas is going to have to set an edge. I mean, you see all these runs bouncing outside. Nice. Uh, he's going to have yeah, hell of a play. He's going to have to set an edge. Uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson's going to have to have a big day. It, it really is going to have to start up front. Those guys are going to have to win one-on-one matchups against a big, hulking oh, offensive line. We need to have that needs to happen too. Like, yeah. turn, like a little, <laughs> yeah. little, little unluck of the Irish. There. That was a pretty disgusting little hand. Oh, this is fun. Okay. I will say, I will say, this defensive line for for Notre Dame looks pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, they're good. good. They're good. All right, which, which is yeah. a concern. I mean, look at that. That's 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 nice. The Right tackle here, getting up under the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're stout up front. I, I'm wondering if they do some of this three man f- stuff like you uh, described in your video. If they do some of that, um, that's my question I, I'm here. Wo- I'm wondering if that is not necessarily their strength. I, I I have to wonder if you know you have the four man personnel. You have the personnel to run f- a four man front. Why you bring in? A guy that's made a living off yeah. running an odd front. Yeah. So th- for the people that may not have seen that video that you did on Notre Dame, Kevin, Marcus Freeman likes to do a three-man front with um, the linebacker sometimes going up to the line of scrimmage playing the three technique. Uh, that's that's pretty unique. I don't know how many other people run a scheme like that. Right. So we have a four-man front here. Um at Marcus Freeman's last stop, he he tended to like having a three-man front. So imagine one of these guys is a linebacker instead of a lineman. Um, and then he would 
kind of be able to choose whichever... He basically did play a four-man front, but he would get to choose whichever, if he wanted to play over or under. Um, but oftentimes, the, these linebackers would just insert into the opposite A-gaps. The defensive ends crash into the B-gap, and so you're stuffed up on the interior. And so he had two hybrid linebackers out here. So it was a really fast-moving, quick uh, defense, but I have to wonder if maybe they're just matching up against the offense, or is this something that Florida State's going to see going forward? Because he would go four-man front against heavier teams in Cincinnati, but uh, yeah, do I don't do know. Against, against the Memphis, against the Mike Norvell teams, he would play that three-man front, though, right? Uh, mostly. Okay. Now, Adam, we talked about the first, so the first key on our war path to victory, trademark, copyright, register, trademark, is force Jack Cohn to beat you downfield. What's another key to the game? What's something else that Florida State is going to have to do to beat Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's crazy. You're going to want to force Jack Cohn to beat you down the field. I, you're going to have to win down the field. Um, you're going to have to win shot plays. And you're going to have to yeah. – we know that this staff's good at dialing them up. They're going to have to execute them. I mean, they've, they've got to hit them. They can't miss. You saw that overthrow there. He's not unathletic. He's just no Ian Book. But you see that a miss, a pretty see bad a, throw, right? There. Yeah, you see a you see a missed shot play there. Florida State's got to execute their shot plays. They're going to get dialed up. They're going to have opportunities. Um, you know, we know it's been an emphasis in camp this this uh, fall uh, of getting a kid like Andrew Parchment down the field and getting guys, getting guys to win one on ones down the field. Uh, they're going to have to do that. I mean, you're going to have to create chunk plays. Because your offensive line still just isn't good enough to go out and win you uh, games with ten play drives. It's just not. It's not going to happen uh, consistently anyway. So, yeah, I mean, you've got to go out and win. Win down the field. Now that leads me to another point, Kevin. If Florida State does is not able to execute chunk plays, is it more because of our wide receivers or our offensive line, in your opinion? in this game, if we can't do it, who's the biggest like potential liability to us not being able to do it. Oh, I think it's a hundred percent. The, the receivers on, from my perspective, uh, especially okay. if you have uh, McKenzie Milton out there, McKenzie doesn't hold on to the ball in general long enough for the, for the offensive line to be a huge problem. That's one of his, the biggest features of him as a quarterback is his quick trigger, his anticipation, um, and so if, if your problems if you're having problems it's because you're not winning those one on one matchups and even here you're seeing a lot of man coverage, these Notre Dame corners are definitely not a liability. I, I do not foresee us having a lot like winning a lot of one on one matchups in the secondary, to be totally honest with you. What's gonna beat the Notre Dame corners that like to play a lot of man. And there's some really good safeties on this team, particularly Kyle Hamilton, who is but considered yeah. by many to be the best safety in the entire country, Adam. Oh, yeah. Are Florida State's wide receivers going to get open via speed or physicality? What's going to be more helpful to them in this game? Because Andrew Parchment's got – I feel like we've got some receivers with some speed and some receivers with some physicality, but I don't know. Who's going to shine? Yeah, and Parchment's made a few plays here the last week or so in practice. He seems to have kind of found an opportunity at some at points in the practice. He hasn't been consistent, but uh, he's kind of made a couple plays, had a big catch today, uh, I, I believe, in practice. Um, so 
Yeah, it's got to be a combination. I mean, you're going to have to do a lot of different things against these guys. You know, against press coverage, you've got to you've got to really be good at your takeoffs at the line of scrimmage. You've got to be working those moves. Oh God. Oh, yeah, kill the man. Don't game. hate don't, your teammate. Yeah, don't um, run into that. Don't do huh. that. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, they they've got to be good at their takeoffs and getting off the get off the line of scrimmage and getting off this press. Um, I think that they've got guys that can win down the field. I don't think I don't think Notre Dame's got elite corners. I mean, I I think they're good. I don't think they're great. Uh, so you know, Florida State's lucky enough to have. I do believe this secondary for Florida State's pretty good. So they've been repping against this stuff. You know, they've been repping against good, strong man uh, press coverage all fall. So they've they've got some experience against it. But it's going to come down to Norvell and Dillingham also scheming some of these guys open. I mean, you've yeah. got to – if you're having trouble getting open against press, you've got to move guys around. You've got to do things. Work stack receiver sets. Um, you've got to have to do things to kind of help oh, get God. them open also. I think you also have to be able to run the ball. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's what I was going to get to next. A very, very nice segue, Kevin. As you can see, the chemistry is just firing <laughs> all cylinders. So I'm going to ask you, Kevin, do you think Florida State has more explosive plays in the run game or the pass game against Notre Dame? And is that a formula? Is that the formula for success, whatever we think is it's going to be? So defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman has been quoted as saying, well, not quoted. I, I'm not going to quote him, but um, – his philosophy basically is to dare them to run the football because he knows that the pass is a way more successful play in in football, right? Like if you mm-hmm. if you're making the opposing team pass, that's a better choice for them more times than not even in college football. Yeah. And so and honestly, they had a top 5 defense last year in the country. Like when it when you look at the advanced stats, Cincinnati had a top five defense in the country. This this clearly works. Um, but I think Florida State, especially with Jordan Travis, who might be the better better matchup against Notre Dame, I, I think you have to you have to take him up on that offer. If you're able to if you're able to run the ball against Notre Dame, you don't have to win some sort of like theoretical football what's the better play battle. You just have mm-hmm. to win for 60 minutes and if you're able to do that on the ground you take it yeah if if martin obviously he said top five defense marcus freeman's been extremely successful everywhere he's been as a defensive coordinator but it might be the case of wrong quarterback in jordan travis and wrong coach and offensive coordinator and mike norvell and kenny dillingham to play i dare you to run because we're going to take it all day and one of florida stinks Oh, Jesus Christ. One of Florida State's strengths, one of their stanks, um, was creating opportunities to run the ball. So if there's openings, number one, Norvell has shown that he can exploit those. Well, then if. And we're definitely going to exploit them again this year. So that's that's an interesting battle to watch. If Jordan Travis is your starter, uh, which I think we're all assuming that he's going to be. I don't. I don't know. I. I can't, dude. I'm so. I'm. I don't know even what to think about that. I can't. Uh, you're probably right, but I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm gonna say fair. I personally don't know. If if he's your starter, you start every play plus one, uh, which is great. I mean, that is the benefit of having a Jordan Travis in the backfield at quarterback, is you immediately have even the numbers up for yourself offensively. So every time that they come out and want to play defense, they've got to account for him, which opens up something else. Now, has he improved in that area of throwing the football? 
That's the big question. We don't know. Um, I mean, we saw them move against. We saw them move uh, football last year. Saw move without snapping the ball right there. <laughs> trying to avoid that nonsense. <laughs> trying to avoid that nonsense. But we saw them move the football against Notre Dame last year. Now Notre Dame had been a, a, out for a month. Basically, had a month off because of COVID and yada 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 yada. But we we saw them be able to find ways to move the football. We saw Jordan Travis be able to do this. Uh, it, it, I'm going to go back to the question you originally asked, which was more explosives in the run or pass game. Yeah, I, I think if Jordan Travis is your quarterback, it's going to be more explosives in the run game, which I think you can live with that, right? I mean, as long as you're getting plus 20 yard plays at an okay clip. Uh, or, or you know throughout the game you can survive like that right whether it's coming from the run of the pass yeah i i agree with that what, what are we seeing here kev uh so generis robinson you really have two options you can either blow this guy up and just make this running lane impossible giving your time guys time to read this or you can make the tackle if he's not going to block you which uh he doesn't block him but he also doesn't make the tackle so it's kind of he didn't either. Wow. Yeah, that's a nice little matador. That's, that's what happens um, when you put your head down. We're talking about explosive plays in this Notre Dame running game. Are there other uh, – what's a key to the game that maybe applies to what we're watching right now, Adam? What, what's, what's another one? Is is there a specific play concept that they need to stop? What, what do you <laughs> – maybe tackling Kyron Williams would be yeah, a I mean, good I, key to the game? I know everybody's going to everybody's gonna talk about the counter stuff. I, I, you've got to stop the you got to stop their zone run game right i mean right the majority of the really time they're is, running a lot of zone zone run yeah that really is their bread and butter so you, you've got to tackle the cutback which we know florida state was atrocious at last year you gotta i mean you just gotta oh my god i mean defensively you just play defense okay i mean just find a way to play any kind of defense this year look coordinated look like you understand where the hell to go Gosh, he uh, was that a guy, freshman at this point. <laughs> that guy, that guy scares the hell out of me. Is uh, that Meyer, Michael yeah, Meyer? Yeah, yeah, Mayor. Yeah, my, yeah, I'm going to call him Meyer because I want to mispronounce his name on purpose because it's baby. Baby. I, I had to re-record it on my video the other day. So. Put some put I some respect on on baby Gronk. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to. Do so that, that, kid, that kid's, kid's gonna, that kid's gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> of course, you're gonna make a lot of money when you're going against Leonard Warner. God, uh, God, love him. Hey, maybe a really nice guy, but all right, let's talk about the transfers. Who? Who yeah, for the, on the defensive transfers is going mm. to make the biggest difference from last year's game to this year's game, where it's going to be noticeable like, oh, wow, I wish we would have had this guy. Is it one of the new defensive backs? Is it one of the new linemen? Who is it on defense? It's got to be if we have a defensive end that's willing to blow up a pulling guard. In your opinion, Kevin... Jermaine Johnson is the one that's gotten most of the press, deservedly so. He sure. may be. People have said he's the he could be the best player overall on the entire team. Is he the one that is most willing or best equipped to do what you just said? Oh, he's certainly equipped enough. It's whether or not he's going to want to do it. It's a very thankless job, right? You're not going to get the tackle. You're going to hit somebody really hard, and uh, someone else get, gets the tackle. So. I think one of the biggest problems with our defense in this game isn't a lack of talent. It's a lack of people wanting to do their job, right? Positional responsibilities. Right you here. Can see that you see the, the same the run thing. run fits were atrocious. People jumping in and out of gaps. Um, we, and we detailed this in the video that we did about there's a way to play 
these like to attack the plays that Notre Dame is running right. against us, and it's just it, it was atrocious. He wants a tackle right here. This is what he, he's going for the tackle. He misses it, which means that everybody else is out of position. Now, I mean, your end, does, your end doesn't help at all. Right. The the end gets crashed down for no reason. This linebacker yeah, doesn't yeah. read it very well. So it's just a bunch of people not doing the right thing. Yeah, it was a lot of suckage last year. So, I mean, that's, for me, is the biggest thing on defense is just fit. Just fit. Yeah. fit where you're supposed Steven to be. Steven Diggs decides to go inside for no reason on that play. Just just um, fit. Just fit. Fit within the structure <laughs> of the defense. If you get out man or you get pushed off the ball, so be it. But just fit. Because Lundy's up the field, Dix goes inside, Warner gets washed, and then all of a sudden you're off to the races. So, so Kevin said Jermaine Johnson. Adam, do you think that's the most most impact transfer on defense, or is there somebody else that you would say, or do you just agree that, yeah, it's, it's Jermaine, keep it simple, stupid? I mean, I think you're hoping that it's Jermaine. Um, you're hoping, man. man you're hoping that they're – You're hoping that, that Jack Cohn's throwing the football and Jermaine's running around back there making a – making a lot of plays um, yeah if you can get him to change his base he's he's not very accurate yeah I, but in a pocket he he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks probably in the country you, you guys know i love me some jamie robinson um i i just have a feeling he's gonna find a way to make an impact in this football game uh i they've got to use him he's the most versatile defender that they got in my opinion uh, i'm gonna ride with him i'm gonna ride that he's gonna gonna have a big impact on this game Somehow, some way. It's a tough matchup for him against uh, that uh, tight end that you guys like so much. It, it is, but I think the kid's super talented. I think he, I think he just could bring something different to a defense that needs that different. Either him or Keir Thomas. Um, I mean, Keir's got to set an edge. You know, he's going to be playing into the boundary quite a bit. Uh, we so that counter is going to be coming back at him or some of that outside zone stuff. What we saw in the spring game how much his backs like to bounce the ball. Uh, so just containing that football is going to be key. So. Yeah, I think either Jamie or, or Keir, I think, are, are two of the guys that I'm going to maybe pencil in as my impact guys. I'm watching Jermaine Johnson on passing downs, and I am keeping my eye glued to Keir Thomas on the running plays because there there was a, a lot of times you saw last year, Kendo and Janarius Robinson were not playing those run fits correctly, and the defense crumbled behind them as a result. I am uh, Keir Thomas is my guy to watch just for the way that he'll play the counter in the outside zones. If you can set that edge and you can contain, you're not going to stop Kyron Williams. He's too good, in my opinion. You're not going to stop Michael Mayer. He's too good, in my opinion. But if you can limit the damage, nice play. Yeah. Um, there is a way to get Jack Cohn uncomfortable in an environment it is going to be decidedly different than what these guys have been used to mm -hmm. for a long time. Doe Campbell yeah. Stadium, it's a soft factor, but it's going to be just just brimming with electricity, and you want to keep that environment for as long as possible. Uh, I'm curious how that impacts both sides, though. That's um, a fair you know, point. You went an entire year without – without. Well, I mean, they had crowds last year, but not what it's going to be most likely – uh, you know, kickoff on Sunday, you know, how, how, uh, how does that impact? Uh, I mean, Norvell's talked about how this is an emotional team. I mean, do you come out over, overhyped and you kind of blow your load before you ever get on the field? Do you, you know, do they know how to hand, play in front of an atmosphere like this? I mean, it's, it's going to be loud even when they have the football, are they going to be able to handle, handle that noise and communicate 
uh, you know, a group that hasn't been together quite as much as you probably would have liked this fall. A young group. Uh, yeah, and a young group. So, I mean, on both sides of the ball, I think it really could be somewhat of a factor uh, communication-wise of being able to make sure you've got the right calls in there and are doing what you need to do. I, I know everybody's going to talk about it's a negative for Notre Dame, but it could be it, it could be an issue for Florida State too early in the football game. And that goes to maybe a key to the game that we didn't we didn't talk about pregame, but I think a key to the game for Florida State is just composure in general. Mm-hmm. This is a team. This is a team full of new players that have never played in a game environment before. They never gelled. This is a team when things when when things could go bad or the like. What's going to be the dynamic when players are yelling each other on the sidelines, facing real, actual, non-manufactured adversity for the first time? This is a team that has crumbled in game, and this is a team that, as a unit, after the UNC game, crumbled as an entire team. Yeah. During the middle of the season, it felt like, and a lot of that was with some guys that are no longer on the team anymore. But this is a unit that just went back in their shell like a hermit crab and just like went in the fetal position and caved. What is going to be the mental makeup? Will they be plagued by ghosts of season openers past? Because season openers for Florida State have been a horror show. This is a new team. This is not something you think would be on their mind. I am telling you that 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 is a mental hurdle that Florida State is going to have to. They're going to have to overcome. So they need to keep their composure when it comes to penalties, when it comes to doing your job, don't get overexcited, jump out of your gap, trying to make a superstar play and you give up a 25 yard run because there's nobody behind you. So I think composure is a big factor. Kevin, what, what are some other, as, as we're watching the film right now, some really easy completions. For yeah. I was team. trying to figure out what went wrong here is uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely some sort of, um, I mean, it, it looks like it almost looks like true zone here, but my brain wants to think that it's. Uh, it's this is just a zone beater. I mean, they do a, a nice man job. match. Oh, I don't know why he's biting so hard on that, but yeah, he shouldn't be. I'm guessing. I'm guessing whoever that linebacker is should be. I think he's thinking that this guy's going upfield because he sees him out here, and it's yeah. just yeah. It's, he just makes that assumption, and it's it's hard. It's hard to tell what the hell anybody was thinking last year. Yeah, it's it's just dis- if I'm happy as a like as a fan, I'm happy if Florida State comes out and has just a solid performance. If you get outplayed, you get outplayed, but I I don't want to see them out executed. If that makes sense, especially since Notre Dame's coming out with a new quarterback, with a new scheme on offense and on defense. Um, I I just feel like you need to be solid. You need to make Notre Dame beat you. Um, yeah. And that's but that's I, where it comes from. You you just can't, can't let happen. this happen, right? Yeah, yeah, this can't happen. And You're what happens not... here? Diagnose what what is this? Um. Well, if I'm looking at it immediately, it looks like there's a misread stunt, right? So you have the A gap, the B gap. This guy's lined up in the B gap to begin with. He hops outside to the C gap. Then there's no one to replace him. So it feels like they don't know what's going on. Um, and that that might be a, that might be a coaching thing. That might be a, a lack of practice thing. But this guy evacuates the B gap, and this guy's going into this A gap. There's yeah. only one linebacker for two gaps, and no yeah. one replaces. Right. Yeah. For some reason, I think that's Josh Griffiths, who's no longer with the team. He runs with the arc release out there by the tight end. 
So now they've widened uh, with an arc release, the D, the DN or D, whatever you tackle there's a lot of guys uh, coming into that gap about the railroad the entire defense yeah and uh, <laughs> none of them are wearing taking, white jerseys and we're taking bad run fits at linebacker and then yeah so so many times florida state running themselves out of the play they're dead before the play before the ball's even handed off here yeah how many more times is this going to happen so what you're saying kevin is you want florida state to actually look like the more fundamental team the more polished team just because they have at least a little bit of continuity of scheme whereas notre dame is not going to yeah for the first time in first time in four years you're the team that has more continuity of of scheme going into a game and you need to you need to show it it's crazy any other keys to the game that you guys think that are just vitally important have to happen i mean there's things that are obvious like win the turnover battle this is this we like to get a little bit deeper than the surface level stuff here on the show I, I, anything else that kind of jumps out at you that Florida, you're really looking for and if you yeah, see think, it, it kind of gets think, a gleam in your eye i think it's first down success on both sides of the football um you know controlling what they are able to gain on first down and getting them into more long passing downs which again will Put you in a position where you're asking uh, Cone to beat you down the field a little bit more, but also when you're on offense is winning, um, you know, and that's throwing and running the football. I, I'd like to see them be aggressive throwing the football in early downs uh, against Notre Dame. Uh, I, you can't be in third long. I mean, it just key. You can't you can't be in that uh, and be successful. We know the offensive line. We expect it to be improved, but uh, we know they're still not going to be great. So I don't think you're going to have all day to stand back there third and third and 10, third and nine, third and eight or whatever, and, and try to have a lot of success. So running the football, getting uh, Jordan involved in the run game on first down, but also taking your shots when you ha- when they present themselves on first down, I think is a good way to, to then also help your off your, your, uh, but look what a good pass game. rush does. <laughs> right. Kev, are there any tendencies that Notre Dame likes to show on first downs? Are they a very run-heavy first down team? Or are they – oh, my God, was that a flag? <laughs> you actually have a good first down play. And then, yeah, that looks like a penalty. You can't have you, – you, you can't do that. You can't – Happens over anymore. and over. But, uh, Kevin, um, any tendencies that you see from Notre Dame as far as, like, how they like to call their plays or anything that, you know, maybe Florida State fans should watch out for? Yeah, I'm just going to – I'll be interested to see how they change it up. They – even if they're doing 11-12 personnel, uh, keeping it light on the field, they, they they tend to play it safe. And I think Jack Cohn is is an is a quarterback that's going to be perfect at playing it safe. They're going to run the ball. They're going to throw it short. They're going to do that mesh play that we just saw. Here's another example of a, of a similar idea, right? Um, you have two, two routes being run off and then – an under route that kind of takes the pick. It's an easy completion for the quarterback. If you're unable to get any sort of pass rush, then uh, they're going to eat you alive, and that could be on first down or second down, but you can't let them have those easy completions. And, uh, yeah, I I don't know specifically if, um, like, what what the percentage ratios of run versus pass on first down, but in my mind, like, coming from – an air raid background that that's a running play to me. That's fair. Yeah. That that's more of the distributed to your guys. And it's not so much the run pass split. It's the amount of times your different skill players touch the ball split. It's very Mike Leachian. And that's why I love you, Kevin. Um, what do we, 
if Florida State wins, like if, if they win, they are the underdogs for a reason, but they're not massive underdogs. I think the line's around like seven or eight. Now, I don't know if that's if Vegas is if that's mostly due to all the new faces on Notre Dame, or if that's more to the fact that Florida State's like a team of chaos, as Vegas likes to say. We have they have no idea. They have no idea how Florida State's gonna look with all these new faces. But Adam. Florida State wins the game. Paint the picture to me of what like the prototypical Florida State win looks like. A realistic picture, not like Florida State goes out and scores on the first eight drives. <laughs> Paint to me a realistic picture of a Florida State victory and what out of those keys that we said is most likely to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think you score early, and I mean touchdowns, not field goals. You're you're able to get a, you're able to get a, an early score in the game, whether it be on your first scripted drive or, or later, uh, you know, your second, whatever. Uh, you're able to make Notre Dame work, work the football, um, not just give up free chunk plays and free touchdowns like they did last year. So you're able to get on the board early. You're able to keep them kind of uh, make them work for everything kind of early. You keep it. You're keeping the crowd into it. Um, you know, Jordan Travis is having a good day running around. If Mackenzie like Milton's in there, he's yeah, dead. I love I love this play design. <laughs> he's having a good day throwing the ball and kind of doing what he kind of crazy stuff that he does. Um, you know, Tolfili, Corbin are, are doing their thing uh, on the ball. Or, you know, running the ball. You're having success with those guys. You're able to get uh, Parchment and Helton involved and find success with them. Uh, and, and you're making Jack Cohn continue to try to beat you over the top. Uh, maybe he's going to beat you. Maybe he's going to hit one or here or there, and that's fine. Uh, you're going to live with that. But you're continuing to make him have to throw the football down the field. You're trying to keep uh, uh, baby Gronk under control. Crowd's staying raucous. They're staying rocking. Doug Campbell is jumping up and down, going crazy. It's a 21-17 kind of game at halftime. Uh, you know, you're feeling good. Then you come out of the second half, which is something they struggled last year to do. And right. you're able to, and you're able to can build off of that. You're able to build, uh, you know, build off of that little bit of momentum you had or whatever in the first half. Man, how did that not, come on? <laughs> you're able to build off. You're able to build off of that. And you go through the second half, continue to, to, to battle, continue to, to oh, compete. Oof. Yeah, that oof. sucks. That hurts. Continue to compete, continue to work, giving them everything you got. Jordan Travis continued to do what he does. Um, you know, you're you're throwing the ball on first down. You're running the ball on first down. You, you're keeping them kind of on their heels, attacking that three-man front with your run game and with your plus one with the quarterback. Uh, and, and, you know, you just do that for four quarters and see where you fall. I'll push off there. Uh, I think that Florida State is going to need some help to win this game. I definitely think it's a winnable game. Now, I don't mean help from, like, the officials. I mean, like, help from the football gods. And yeah. it could be help from the football gods that you manufacture yourself. I'm thinking, like, a big special teams play where it's, like, a block punt, block field goal, a punt return, like, get Travis J in the return game. Florida State special teams were markedly better last year by almost any metric that you look at. We're going to need a big – momentum changing play because to me notre dame although their schemes are different they are the most stable program they know yeah. what they want to do they have an identity as a team and as a culture and over the course of a game they are going to be able to grind down florida state in most situations however florida state had a lead at the end of the first quarter last year within disgusting dog crap team that we had and it was due to turnovers 
So that type of stuff can happen again. There is a, there is a scenario where Florida State wins this game. There's a lot of people that are going in there with this suicide mission. We are not John Rambo in Afghanistan, right? Like there is there is a way to win this game. Kevin, I want to ask you a question. You're looking at the box score on Monday morning. And let's just say if there's a player that jumps out to you where you see their stats and you're like, wow, he had a great game. Who's going to be a player that if they had a great game lets you know that Florida State either won or was right in it until the end? Uh, Yeah, I, I think I have to go again with the defensive ends. I've got to look at oh, okay. Uh, tackles for loss, sacks. I think you've got to get this team behind the chains. And I think that's going to be the most effective way at forcing them to take those shot plays and be uncomfortable is you sh- you shut them down on first down, you stop that easy pass, that easy run, and force them into a second, third, and long. And I think that comes down to to the defensive line, really. Um, uh, to, to kind of expand on that, I think if I look at the box score as a whole, I think the team that runs for more yardage wins this game. Interesting. I like, no, I think, I think that's fair, but I like how your pick was on the defensive side of the ball. So if you wake up, you see Jermaine Johnson with like two sacks, a tackle for loss, a bunch of hurries, a bunch of pressures. And you say, and let's say you didn't even watch the game. You say, Hey, I bet that was a good, that was a good night for Florida state. Adam, do you have another player like that? Yeah, it's Kalen Deloach for me. Um, okay, was, another defensive guy. That it, makes it, sense. Compared and I've, to, I've got an I, offensive I like those also, answers. but I, I think if Kalen Deloach, if I wake up on Monday morning, Kalen Deloach has, 12, 13 tackles, two tackles for a loss, a fumble recovery, uh, two pass breakups, whatever, something like that. I think Florida State's done pretty well, and they've they've competed all night long in this football game. Uh, and then offensively, I mean, I think it's it's got I me. Mean, it's Jordan's the easy answer or Milton, right? A quarterback yeah. tells a lot more than any Absolutely. other position. But Absolutely. I but I think the the other one that maybe is obvious is Andrew Parchment. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. I mean, he, he he or Keyshawn Helton or, or Pokey, uh, um, you know, Wilson. If one of those three has a big night, or you know, five for five for a hundred and a touchdown, something like that, you're going to feel like you've competed pretty well offensively. Maybe not enough to win, but you've you've gone out there and done something that's uh, kept the score, you, you know, kept the score somewhat respectable and close, and you battled. To me, it's either Parchment or one of the outside guys, like maybe like a Malik McLean. Just one of the outside guys having a game is like a waterfall effect. It just it's it's a ripple, right? It just it affects so many other things because if you can get Notre Dame having to respect a guy who can legitimately take the top off, that starts to open up a lot of the underneath routes against Notre Dame's young linebackers for a Cam McDonald, for a Keyshawn Helton who had a really really good camp. For an Ontario Wilson, another guy who's been in the program for seemingly a long time and has been waiting to find some consistency. If you can get some of those guys room to operate in that 10 to 15 yard range, that could be really, really good for Florida State. Now, with the room, can Jordan Travis show the competency to attack the middle of the field, that kind of secondary level? It's not something that he's really shown a ton of competency so far, but there's been camp reports that Jordan Travis has grown as a passer can't be doing stuff like that no um i'm with you i think it's the wide receivers to me i mean at least on offense i like if i see andrew parchment with a monster of a game that lets me know 
Mike Norvell hit on the explosive plays that he needed to, and he executed his game plan. So I agree with you guys completely. Is this something to where, as we see, you know, Florida State, this game is well in hand right now. Do we want to do score predictions? I haven't even asked you guys this. Is that something you guys want to do, or do you want to stay away from that? I mean, we can. doesn't matter to me. I've I've got one in mind. Um, I don't know if Kev's, Kev's prepared or not, so it's up to him. Let's do it. Go ahead, Adam. Floor is yours. All right. I th- let me let me go back. I I've have shared this elsewhere. Um, maybe I'll share this on the Patreon too. Uh, we'll start sharing some sharing some info on the Patreon for our Patreon folks uh, that have signed up. <laughs> there you go, brother. Yeah, I've got it. Got to do something for you guys. The thirty-eight twenty-seven Notre Dame. Okay. Why? I mean, how do you see that playing out? You see, like maybe Florida State jumps out early, or is it kind of like a laugh for the Florida I, State's getting late with some garbage time? What? Do, how no, do you think I think I think out? it's a competitive game through the, the end of the fourth quarter. I think Notre Dame just kind of finds a way to get an extra uh, get a extra score late in the game to kind of put it away, uh, make it that eleven point difference. I think Michael Mayer is going to have a, a a big game. He he really concerns me. Yeah, I don't. We don't have anybody match up with him. Uh, and I and I ultimately think that just like allows them to control the football enough that Florida State's going to run out of opportunities. So the game kind of it's just one of those things where Notre Dame almost wins kind of a war of attrition, and it's that it's their tight ends and just the the Kyron Williams over and over yeah. again. It's yeah. just I, I'm apt to agree with you. I think and I'll I'll let Kevin do his last. I I see this as maybe like a 41 to to 31 type game, maybe 41 to 28 similar in score to what we had last year, but more competent. Like last year, what we lost 42 to 26, it -hmm. didn't feel like a 16 point loss. It felt like Mm -hmm. a 26 point loss. Cause I felt like Notre Dame could kind of call their shots as far as when they needed to rip off an 11 yard run or a 20 yard pass. I think that you see a much more competent performance, if not a similar score, I think Dope Campbell, I think this is a this is a competitive game until the fourth quarter. I just think it's a war of attrition. If I'm if I'm Brian Kelly, and thank God I'm not because I'm not a cold-blooded murderer, I try to get Kyron Williams in the passing game matched up with Florida State's linebackers. Mm-hmm. I try to get Michael Mayer matched up with their linebackers. I take advantage of the same weaknesses. There's going to be a lot more improved play on Florida State's defense this year than last year, in my opinion. But the same glaring weakness, that second level, is still there. Prove to me you can run fit and try to cover my tight end and try to cover my 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 legitimate NFL prospect, great running back, Kyron Williams. I don't think he can do that for 60 minutes without some help of turnovers or um, – or a big special teams play. However, this is a winnable game for Florida State. This is a game where a couple game-changing plays. This, to me, this is not an auto loss for Florida State, especially with the, once again, we're talking soft factors here. We don't normally like to do that. We like to look at the film. But week ones are funky. Outside of Alabama, which is just a monolithic juggernaut, everybody, week ones are a toss-up. There are, I mean, there are st- there's stuff that happens in week one that doesn't happen for the rest of the year. For example, Iowa State is the worst team in the country for whatever reason in week one and two, and then they rip off nine or ten in a row. Week ones are funky. So it could happen, guys. Keep the faith. Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could throw out a number. It's just going to be 
some sort of different iteration of you guys. I think it's going to be a, about a 10 score, 10 point ball game. Um, so you see the game going the same way. Yeah. Just, just kind of like, I think we're going to be a notch better. We're going to get less turnover luck. And I just want to be able to walk away. I want the players to be able to walk away and say, like, we're a solid football team. We're a team that could be competing to be in the top 25 if we didn't have to go through the gauntlet of the schedule that we have to go through. Um, I think if you win the game, Mackenzie Milton... If you win the game, this will be a fun show to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Mackenzie Milton could potentially show up and be the old Mackenzie Milton when uh, the lights turn on and... You know he's just unstoppable, and that that's some sort of miracle that that happens. But barring that, uh, you would just have to get all of the right all of the right bounces. And so I, yeah. I I'm just I'm not seeing it. I'll, I'll take the ten point loss. But as long as there's competent play and and people seem to have have some clue of how to play <laughs> together, then uh, I I think that's a win for the fan base and. We should be able to beat Jacksonville State. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's to me, the most important thing is you look more competent and you keep that quintessential doke night game, important game environment for as long as possible with all of the important recruits that are there. And I know that was touched on by our Florida State of recruiting guys on our Tomahawk Nation, everything Knowles Facebook feed. It's a massive weekend. This could be, depending on if it goes really good or really bad, this could be the inflection point of Mike Norvell's entire career at Florida State. And I don't like to use hyperbole, even though it's fun. I'm being 100% serious. If this game is a disaster, it could be a death knell. Or if this game goes really, really well, and for the love of God, if we're talking about a win on Monday morning. Please touchdown, Jesus. Bro, it could be... (laughs) It could be massive. I'm popping so bubbly up in here if we it's win. It's a but <laughs> drinking People all the damn beer in my fridge. <laughs> just we're we're all going crazy, and we're gonna be there with you. So no matter how the game goes, the triple option and the X's and Knowles YouTube show is gonna be there with you every step of the way. We're finally talking football. We're not talking hypotheticals. We're gonna talk about how Florida State God. actually looks, and as always. For Kevin Little, for Coach Adam Brown, and for myself, Trey Rowland. Keep chopping on, baby, and go Knowles. You better chop the hell out of it on Sunday night. Football!